Hi everyone, this is Sydney Menson from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today's episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Michael Sturek from Indiana University, who recently joined us for the 11th webinar in the Cardiovascular Connection Series, a joint webinar series brought to you by Inside Scientific, the American Physiological Society, and the European Council for Cardiovascular Research. In his presentation, he reviews features of macrovascular atherosclerosis and microvascular dysfunction that underlie ischemic events and the need for appropriate animal models for optimal translation. Let's jump in. When you say 75% plaque burden, what exactly are you referring to? Is that the artery cross-section is 75% blocked by plaque? The easy answer is yes. Okay. Is there a difficult answer? <laughs> Short answer. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's 75% blocked. Okay. Great. Okay. Our next one. I may have missed this when you were explaining, but can you explain what a bleb is and how that mm. compares to the, I think it was the smooth. And then that's a good question. The bleb is is just a, it's sort of a, just a, I always describe them as bleb because that's always what what I've heard from, from others. So it's it's yeah. like a nodule. Imagine a nodule on it, on it. I don't know if you can see my hands here, but but if they're, they're just like that. So that if you had a one, a vesicle that, budded with the um, plasma membrane and made kind of an arc on that. So, and you had a lot of those, those would be blebs. Okay. That's great. Thank you. Okay. Earlier you were talking about applying caffeine and comparing that response. How is the caffeine applied? And can you go into a little more detail about the methodology there? Sure. So we have in uh, the schematic that showed the, the, the whole the microscope system, we have a constant constant superfusion of drugs across the cells. The cells are, although they're freshly isolated, we put them on the, the microscope chamber and they, they'll stick enough to the glass that they stay there. So we have a constant uh, a flow over it. And so all of our drugs, and we have these, we have several different chambers, reservoirs of drug, and we just turn a little dial that that goes from one to the other. And so we switch from just a normal physiological salt solution to a high potassium solution, or in this particular case, a high ca- a caffeine solution that will, will hit the cells within about, to a full concentration within about 30 seconds or so. And it's there for as long as we allow the solution to go and before switching to another. Okay. Can you explain the how long your experiments typically would last, and and if this is separate, the lifespan of the obese pigs? That you oh, work okay. With? So the yeah the the experiments typically, as shown on one of these slides, we like to start off with pigs that are six months of age because they're sexually mature and their and their body weight pretty much pretty much plateaus, and then expose them, have them eat the atherogenic diet, and their body weight will increase. A lean pigs won't increase very much, but usually it's a six-month feeding protocol to get enough of the atherosclerosis that, that we like to study. And we've taken pigs out as long as 23 months on the atherogenic diet. And I think all those pigs lived for that protocol. We do see some very rare spontaneous myocardial infarction in these animals. But yeah, so it's really just been the two years or, or 23 months that we've, that we've taken them 
out on the protocol. If you want to know the overall lifespan, though, that's about yeah, it's anywhere from 12 to 14 years. Wow. Yeah, six months to get the atherosclerosis is, seems really fast. <laughs> wow. No, they're they're on the super diet actually, so they have enormous cholesterol in the in the diet to to really That's accelerate wow. it. I mean, if in an ideal world, if we could use less and keep them for ten years or something like yeah. that, that'd be great. But I got a feeling I'd never have a graduate student if I did that. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Okay, we have another question. He says, beautiful work. There seems to be a tendency for calcification from the small vessels toward the large size mother vessel. What could be the mechanism for that difference in regional calcification? That's a great question, and I'd really like to know that. So could it be uh, any number of of reasons? I mean, there's the ion channels are different right away. So let's just use, for example, is is a lysosome involved at all? And could it be that the conduits have the uh, two-pore channel, channel two, which will regulate lysosome function in those, but they don't have the TRIP-ML? But there is other other data. There are other data showing that micro the microvasculature has TRIP-ML. Is there that just that difference that regulates that the sensitivity to atherosclero to developing atherosclerosis? Just as an example, I really, really don't know. Okay. Something to hopefully find out Mm -hmm. (laughs) one day. Why do you think the lysosomes concentrate into the blebs? Are they causing the bleb or are they migrating there after the bleb is formed? I really like that word. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That's another great question. And I would think that they're they're potentially involved in the blebs because lysosomes do, they can go to the plasma membrane. There are other vesicles that, that go to the, the plasma membrane for, for exocytosis. So it could be that the lysosomes are driving that the, the, the bleb formation, and it could be other, other vesicles that are, that are uh, fusing with the membrane. I, don't, I really don't know that for sure. It, the way to do that would be to image lysosomes with lysotracker because it's it's a dye that can be used in functional live cells and stimulate lysosome trafficking and see if it does go to the the plasma membrane and form a bleb. So that that's that's really a a testable question. Fantastic. Okay. Have you examined effective exercise training on endolysosomal changes in calcium regulation, bleb formation, etc. in the pig or other model system? No, but I would love to. No, seriously. I mean, we've determined the effect of exercise on the SR calcium store and on, for example, I, mean, I didn't go in, I didn't show the detail on it regarding the uh, the stocks, the spontaneous transient outward currents and, and calcium calcium sparks. And exercise basically normalized those in the pig. We've not done anything with lysosome, but that would be a really a fantastic experiment to do. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune into future episodes where researchers, just like you, answer questions about their work, offer tips, tricks, and best practices, but most of all, share science. Don't forget to subscribe.